Ready. Good afternoon, folks. Welcome to a lecture presented by members of the Institute of Divine Metaphysical Research. This is a school and not a church. Neither are we affiliated with any religious organization. This school is a nonprofit, non-denominational, religious and scientific research organization dedicated to showing proof of the existence of Yahweh, our Elohim, and the operation of his eternal purpose, pattern, and plan, operating throughout eternity to this present day. This school was established as a result of a divine vision and revelation given to our founder, Dr. Henry Clifford Kinley, in the state of Ohio in the year 1931. We were incorporated in the state of California in the year 1958. We hold classes in the United States, Canada, and certain other foreign countries. In this school, we use the true, correct, and original name and title of the Father, the Word or Son, and the Holy Spirit that are contained in the original Hebrew text. The true name of our Heavenly Father is Yahweh. It has been improperly substituted with Lord. The true title of the Word or Son is Elohim. It has been improperly substituted with God and the name of the Holy Spirit manifested in or out of a physical body is Yahshua. It has been erroneously substituted with Jesus Christ. Lord and God are titles and not names. The Apostle Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, tells us in 1 Corinthians 8 and 5 that there are lords many and gods many. But we now know that each Lord must have a name and each God must have a name also. Elohim is a title, but unlike Lord and God, Elohim is a divine title. This means Elohim is the title that our Creator chose for Himself. Jesus is a name, but it is an erroneous name. A minor investigation on your part into any good dictionary or encyclopedia will prove that neither the Hebrew language, Greek language, or Latin language had any characters or letters in their alphabet that will produce the sound made by this letter J. Neither was there a letter J in our own English language until some 1400 years after the death of the Messiah. Therefore, such names as Jesus and Jehovah are impossible renderings of the true and original name of our Father and His Son. Christ is a title just like Lord and God. Yahweh is pure spirit, and in this state, he is incomprehensible and inscrutable. He is the ultimate source, substance, limits, and bounds of everything. We have Yahweh in his pure spirit state symbolized on this chart as a cloud. Yahweh is not a cloud. He merely chose a cloud to symbolize himself because a cloud has no particular or descriptive shape and form. We've drawn this cloud all around the edges of this chart to show you how everything on the chart is within the cloud. In like manner, everything in the universe abides within the pure spirit state of Yahweh. Now Yahweh, knowing man cannot perceive of him in his pure spirit state, took on shape and took on form right within himself as Elohim. This is the word or son. 
a superincorporeal being having the shape and form of a man but without flesh and blood. This form can only be seen in divine vision and understood in divine revelation. Later on, the self-same spirit manifested in a physical body and walked the earth plane as Yahshua the Messiah, whom the world calls Jesus Christ. There's only one name given unto salvation, and we must know that name. Therefore, the simple yet intelligent question we should ask ourselves is what was the name of the Savior during the time he walked on earth? A further understanding of this name and title may be had by reading the preface of the Holy Name Bible. Also in this school, we teach the divine pattern of the universe. It's called a divine pattern because it's Yahweh's pattern. After Yahweh delivered the children of Israel out of Egypt, he called Moses atop Mount Sinai and showed him the tabernacle pattern in a vision. Yahweh then instructed Moses to build one exactly like it in the wilderness of Sinai. The pattern consists of a most holy place, holy place, and court roundabout. These three compartments make up the one tabernacle pattern. In this school, we show proof how everything in the universe is made and operates according to the structure and function of this threefold tabernacle pattern, and absolutely nothing escapes the pattern. Also in this school, we have 10 primary constitutional aims or objectives. First is to help you find and know Yahweh, our Elohim, as he really is and actually exists. Second, to form a nucleus of universal brotherhood of humanity in Yahshua the Messiah, without distinction of race, nationality, creed, sex, caste, or color. Third, to investigate the unexplained spirit law, or so-called law of nature, and the powers latent in man. Fourth, to encourage and promote the study of the scriptures, comparative religions, psychology, philosophy, and modern practical and occult science. Fifth, to extirpate current superstition, skepticism, and ignorance. Six, to learn and know and understand the operation of Yahweh's eternal purpose through the dispensations and ages. Seventh, to discern and avoid being deceived by Lucifer, the serpent, the devil, the dragon, or Satan and his demons, operating the mystery of iniquity on earth through the dispensations of time. Eighth, to earnestly contend for the common salvation and faith, which was once delivered unto the sons or children of Yahweh. Ninth, to make known that Yahweh from the beginning ordained there is no other name given among men whereby man can be saved, saving the name of Yahshua the Messiah. And tenth, to inherit eternal life now in the kingdom of Yahshua the Messiah with the hope of immortal glorification in the new earth state. Our watchword is peace, and our slogan is speak the truth. Our scripture reading this afternoon is Psalms, the 19th chapter. And to dedicate the class with a prayer, I'd like to call on Dr. Frank Damasi.
good afternoon. Yeah, good afternoon. Sorry about that. Okay, let's get serious here. Everybody want to bow their hearts and minds? Get in that personal space where you, where you can communicate with your Heavenly Father. Dear Father, we truly thank you for allowing us one more opportunity to stand before and to testify of this glorious gospel. May it be your will that each and every one of us come to realize and recognize and appreciate the grace that's been bestowed upon him. That he saw fit to pull each and every one of us out of a world of darkness into a world of light and answers and security and peace. Allow each of us to realize that we are separate from the world. It's nothing that we did. We didn't earn it. We didn't deserve it. It was by grace. It was by mercy. Allow us, each of us, to leave here today edified and happy that we learn one more part of your divine purpose. May each and every one of us never ever see a day where we don't love the truth. We don't care for each other. And we ask this in Yahshua's name, and we all say. Our scripture lesson is Psalms, the 19th division. I'll be reading out of the whole, the, sorry, the King James Version, substituting the correct names where appropriate. Psalms 19. The heavens declare the glory of Yahweh, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. Day unto day uttereth speech, and night unto night showeth knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line is gone out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. And them hath he set a tabernacle for the sun, which is as a bridegroom coming out of his chamber and rejoiceth as a strong man to run a race. He is going forth, his going forth is from the end of the heaven and his circuit unto the ends of it. And there is nothing hid from the heat thereof. The law of Yahweh is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of Yahweh is sure making wise the simple. The statutes of Yahweh are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of Yahweh is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of Yahweh is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of Yahweh are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping of them there is great reward. Who can understand his errors? Cleanse thou me from secret faults. Keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then shall I be upright, and I shall be innocent from the great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Yahweh, my strength and my redeemer. That's Psalms, the 19th division. Amen. 
evening. Or good afternoon. I said it wrong too. <laughs> Welcome everybody. So glad you could all make it. You traveled to get here. We're all here to um, enjoy another class. And I'd like to announce all the visitors here today. From Syracuse, we have um, our, the Dean of Syracuse, Dr. Richard Trevison, Dr. Margaret Trevison, Dr. Frank. Patrick. Patrick. Dr. Patrick Trevison, excuse me. Dr. Frank Demosti, Dr. Chuck Weber, and Dr. Ann Hodgins. And from our Arbor Cookie class, we have Dr. Lee Ann Mook, Wesley Mitchell. Arkport now. What do you mean? Arkport class. We, um, someone has moved from Albuquerque to Arkport, the Arkport <laughs> class. Okay. Then this is Dr. Lee Ann Mook and Wesley Mitchell and A.J. Mitchell. Glad to have you. And we have from um, Buffalo class, Dr. Mook, Norman Mook. Which class? Just, you're just here. <laughs> Not affiliated. Unaffiliation. We're all one congregation in spirit. And we have, now I know from our poor class, Dr. Kim Galicchio. Galicchio. Let me get that right. And um, we have from our Hamilton class, Dr. Lionel Van Manchu. Yep. And I think I got everybody. No, Carmen Bill. Carmen. And Bill from our circus guest. Well, they come to Gates all the time. <laughs> um, yes, Dr. Um, Carmen and um, Bill Warren also. So, and we have. Dr. Leanne Mook and Dr. Ann Hodgins as our readers. Thank you very much. And um, thank you again for, for coming today. Let's give ourselves a And our first speaker today will be Dr. Margaret Trevison. Yep, that's good. That'll work. You can hear it good, right? Um, hello to everybody. This is this is nice, and I really appreciate the effort that you guys put into it, you two ladies, to get this together and getting the blood off your ha head. You advertise to people in this complex. You put up posters all over. We're here, you know. So that's another way of just taking away their excuse. We're here. You're not, you know. So. But um, that's okay because we're here, we're together, and we're gonna be uh, talking about our Creator, and that's our most favorite thing to do. So that's what we like. Um, uh, I'm gonna start with the scripture reading because to me, 
ever since, of course, being brought up by Mitchell in New York, he always was a science guy. You know, he just was. He was always making us look at the creation. And that's, that's my joy in this teaching. I know, like, some people are so well-versed in the Bible. It just blows my mind. They know where everything is, what is, you know. And um, that's not my forte, but I'll tell you what. When I learned about this tabernacle pattern, um, and Cassia operating in the creation, that's what took away my doubt that, oh, there's absolutely a creator. There's no, you can't deny it. When you see how this pattern works and the creation works together, then the one who made everything, you know, showed us this tabernacle pattern. And it's just, to me, that's what, that's what grounds me. You know, the scriptures, I love, I love other people, the things they can get into in the scriptures. And we're just here to edify each other. And so, you know, you do what you're comfortable with. So let's start right in with the scripture reading in Psalms 19. This is David reading this psalm. And this is pre-Pentecost, too. The heavens declare, declare the glory of Yahweh, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. Day unto day uttereth speech, and night unto night showeth knowledge. So he's saying the creation is going to show you something about your creator. Now our founder, Dr. Henry Clifford Kinley, gave us this tabernacle pattern. And actually, it was in my Bible, but did I know that? No. Did you know this pattern was in your Bible until no. you came here? No. And, you know, of course, I was brought up Catholic, and you weren't really encouraged to look in the Bible. You were encouraged to read your catechism and memorize that and, you know, give that back when they said, who made you? God made you. Me. Why did God make you? You were just, it was rope. There was nothing educational about it. Right. So you come in here and he gives you a tool, this amazing tool. So Dr. Kinley explained there's over 50 verses in your Bible that deal with this tabernacle pattern and how it's a most holy place, a holy place, and a court roundabout. Now, one example I'm going to work with at first, and Dr. Kinley, it's funny because he, he like throws it out there all the time, the atom. When he's working with threefoldness of things, he always brings out the atom. And when you think about it, the atom, they used to think it was the smallest you could get it down to. That, that, that's it, an atom. You can't go any more simple than an atom. That's what they thought. And then they said the atom is, consists of a, a proton, a neutron, and an electron. We've got a picture of it here. Proton, most holy place it correlates with. Neutron, correlating to the holy place, because that was a neutral zone. And the electron, correlating to the court roundabout, because this doesn't show it really here, but this cord, this went all the way around. Just like this electron goes all the way around, and these two are hooked together, that's just like the tabernacle pattern. The uh, most holy place and holy place are just divided by a veil, they're, so they're hooked together or one, as one, and then this court roundabout goes all the way around. And oftentimes, just, you know, he just, he just throws it in there sometimes, and the atom is threefold, a neutron, electron, and proton, and then, you know, and when you think about it, the atom, everything is made of atoms. Everything that there is, is that's what it's made of. So it's typifying. We know now that what it really is is spirit manifesting. It's spirit made physical, made concrete. And everything that, you know, we don't think of a chair as being spirit, but when you break it all down, it's really what it is made out of. You know, and we didn't we didn't even have an idea of what spirit was. When you went to church, 
what is spirit, you know, God is spirit. What is God? God is love. What, what's, what is spirit? Spirit is God. It was just like no, no concrete nothing, right? So Dr. Kinley came and showed us this tabernacle pattern and how it manifests in absolutely everything because there's nothing made that wasn't made out of atoms. Now, whether it's dead or alive, whether it's animate or inanimate, whether it's concrete or, or gaseous, it doesn't matter. It's all going to be atoms, proton, neutron, electron. So this pattern is universal. Just like that scripture readings talk, the heavens declare and the firmament testifies, it's universal. Nobody's left out on this one. Nobody. Everybody's covered. Everybody's included. Your creator, there's only one creator, there's one universe. There's not any other options. Anything else is man's imagination. But what's pretty about this atom, besides the, showing the principles of this tabernacle pattern being one, two, threefold, up here in the most holy place is where the law was kept. Um, I'm trying to think of the scripture that says that. I don't think it's in Leviticus, where the um, uh, Hebrews 9, I bet, wasn't, is talk about the law being in the most holy place in Hebrews, the ninth chapter. See, this is where I'm weak, scriptures. <laughs> I have a testament is a force. No. Um. Well, if, if yeah. somebody finds it, holler it out, but... Um, Hebrews 9.4. Try those. Okay. Hebrews 9.4, which had the golden censer in the Ark of the Covenant overlaid round about with gold, wherein was the golden pot that had manna, and Aaron's rod that budded, and the tables of the covenant. Okay, so that's where the law was. I wanted you to see that the law was in the most holy place because when you run this line across here, that's what rules is the most holy place. The proton, the number of protons dictates what element that is. I thought that was so pretty because it's, that's where Yahweh dictates. We all follow our head cavity, right? Your cloud has to move first. That's where the rule is. Your head is... Your brain, that's, that's the ruling thing of your body is the brain. Um, the proton rules the atom. The DNA rules the cell. It goes like the law. That law is in the most holy place. So that control, like a control tower. That's where the control is, is in the most holy place. So this proton is proton, neutron, electron. One, two, three. These two are hooked together. And that's what an atomic bomb is, is when you break that bond. Because it's... It's an, it's an atomic bomb. It's what you end up with when you break that. That's, that's how tight they are together. It's going to cause a, a reaction. So the number of protons dictates what the element is. The number of electrons is related also to it. But what I want to get to is like um, the tabernacle is three, there's three vessels in here, three vessels in here, and a three in one in the most holy place. So in the court roundabout, you've got the, and this is, you know, we used to teach the kids, I used to love this, the kids, you go, for death, we'd make a square, that's your altar. Burial, we'd have them draw the circle, that's the burial, right? And the laver, the laver was round, the altar is square, and then for the um, holy anointing oil, we'd use a triangle. Those are your basic geometric basic little, all kids know that. You know, you don't have to be that old to know that. And so you've got those three principles and manifest in the 
in the math world, if you will, with a rectangle, a circle, and a triangle. You've got the death, the burial, and the resurrection. We used to use those you know, to teach the kids about it. And they would easily recognize and understand that. And then in the holy place, you've got three vessels. You've got the lampstand, the table of shoe bread, and the altar of incense. So there's a one, two, three in one in, that all operate as one in the holy place. <clears throat> Excuse me. Then in the most holy place, it was the two archangels on the mercy seat that covered this, the um, Ark of the Covenant here, or covered the... What do they call that? Mercy. mercy seat, thank you. Yeah, the mercy seat. So there's these two on top of the mercy seat. So that's three in one. These weren't three separate, but there were three in one. Now this proton is made up of, because it breaks down. They used to think that was as simple as you can go. Now they come to find out about quarks and neutrinos and all this other stuff. But see, there's the proton, and this is, it's all threes. When um, the proton is, uh, has a, pos a, a, a value of positive one, right? The electron has a value of negative one, and the neutron has a, a value of zero, right? And how does Yahweh do that? It's all in thirds. There's ups, there's quarks, ups, downs, and all that, and it's two-thirds this and one-third that, and it all balances out, but it breaks down into thirds. Just like this breaks down into thirds, this breaks down into thirds, this breaks down into thirds, that electron breaks down into thirds, the neutron breaks down into thirds, the proton breaks down into thirds. And it's just, to me, it's just a mind-blowing thing that those scientists know that and they write about it. And to me, it's just like shouting Yahweh so loud, like, look what my creator did for me. He made it so simple. I'm not a... I'm not all that smart, you know, uh, B student, you know, not, not all that. But you don't have to be smart for Yahweh to be able to reveal stuff to you. Matter of fact, you know what a triangle is and a circle and a, and a square? He, he can reveal something to you. Just simple, simple. So the proton has a value of positive one, electron negative one, and we know that's because in the court roundabout, there was death and darkness and dark clouds and people coming and confessing their sins and they're dirty and they need to be washed and it's negativity. So that's why the electron has that negative charge. The holy place is where the priest would go into to um, mediate, say prayers and whatever. He's the intercessor. It's an intermediate zone making, making, um, Intercession. Make, <clears throat> making intercession, going between the negativity and where, and where Yahweh dwells up here, which is going to be a positive thing. So we've got a positive charge on the proton because Yahweh's pattern. Now, does science know that? Do they know why? No. They don't know why. They just know that it is. But here we sit, you know, I don't know if we have any PhDs in here or anything, but here we sit knowing stuff that people with PhDs don't know. They don't know that. And so he talks about making wise the simple. Was that in the scripture reading? Yes. And then we had another scripture you said Deuteronomy, something I didn't get that one yet. Yeah. Witness to the law being the most holy place. Yeah, get that in Deuteronomy if you have it. Deuteronomy, it was uh, 3126. Take this book of the law and put it inside of the Ark of the Covenant 
that Yahweh thy Elohim, it may be there for a witness against thee. Mm -hmm. So that, there's a law being in the most holy place. That's what I want you to, to see, that the, this is where the rule, this is the control tower. This is Yahweh in you, controlling you. Really, that's what I, how I see it, because he was in the cloud dictating to the children of Israel to where to go and when to stop and when to go, and wasn't he? And isn't it your mind up here that dictates to your body, I'm thirsty, I need to do this, I, I got to eat, I got to, you know, whatever. It's what dictates up here. So Yahweh, your creator, is what's controlling you. And yes. he's, and there's just no doubt about it, that who they, who's in control. Now that's you, that's not everybody. Because there's other people out there that have another mystery in them controlling them. And you see what nonsense happens when that happens. All the craziness in the world, all the... It's just crazy out there. It's just that mystery of iniquity, just having at it, because he thinks he's it, and he's going to rule, and he's going to get his way, even if it means, uh, you know, he decides he wants to go out and shoot 19 kids in a school that day. That's what he's going to do, because that mystery of iniquity is ruling those vessels, and not so with the vessels in here. That's what makes you all so special. You've got something else control. You know who's in control. So um, that's the only other scripture I had, right? Verse 7, Psalm. scripture reading. Scripture. Okay. Psalms 19.7, the law of Yahweh is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of Yahweh is sure, making wise the simple. So there's the law and the prophets, and every time you know we come down here, that's where we usually go, right into the law, into the prophets, to show you a line and to bring you up to Yahshua. And once, you know, past Pentecost, then we get to get the spirit in you at Pentecost, but here's your backup. This is how you know. That's the right spirit that's in you. You can prove it. It's over here. There's a death. There's a burial. There's a resurrection. There's a death. There's a burial. There's a resurrection. All the way through the scriptures. All the way through the law and the prophets. So we come up to Yahshua. We go, yep, that's him. No doubt about it. Now, shadow of a doubt that that was the one that came in and died for me. To bring me into the new covenant. And he's now in control. He's the one in control. So it, and it manifests up here. Look at the sun. Is the sun in control of all these planets? You betcha. Mm -hmm. The rest of them are just orbiting around the sun. There's nothing else they can do. The sun controls it. Controls all those planets orbiting. That's the control. That's the control there. <clears throat> the DNA, that's in control of the cell. The proton um, is made up of three, three quarks. And, oh, I know what I was going to say. I did read that the, the proton, these can be, the neutron can be broken down into quarks. They can separate them. But in the proton, they have never seen a proton, what they call decay, or break apart or break into quarks. They've never seen it. And then one article, it said it would be 10 to the 20th power billion years. I mean, it would be a long time. It's longer than the Earth would ever last before that would start to decay or break down. We're talking about eternal. That's just another pretty principle. Your creator shows you these awesome principles when he puts stuff out in the creation or in the world. So there's a principle of eternal here. And doesn't he always say, I dwell in eternity? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And isn't that what we're, where we want to inherit eternal life now? Now, not when you die. Now, so we've already entered eternity because we know who's in control. 
And we know this is just one creation. We know there's more creations to come or different purposes, however you want to say it. But this creation, we can certainly see how he's manifested. And this is him explaining himself. And this is him explaining himself. And this is him explaining himself so that we can understand it. Because spirit, you can't see it. All you can do is get evidence from the creation and from the scriptures to know about spirit. Because you just, you can't see it. But to me, it's so pretty. And then you've got, obviously, your brain, and that's in control of this body. The sun's in control here. The seasons, well, Mother Nature's in control. Father Nature, whatever you want. Yahweh's in control of that. You know, there's nothing you can do to make, say, oh, this year I think I really want summer, fall, summer, spring, and forget winter. Let's do that this year. No, let's forget winter. Wouldn't that be nice? But it's not going to be so because it's going by Yahweh's pattern. And it's just infallible. Infallible? What does that mean? It's always going to happen every single time. There's not going to be any bumps or oopsies or mm -mm. That's how Yahweh works. It's eternal. Like this proton, I don't care where you go in the world, the, the atom's going to be just like that. doesn't matter where you are in the world. Any place you want to go in the world, the cell's going to be the same. It's not going to change. There's different kinds of cells, but basically it's going to follow these, uh, these principles. Wherever you go, um, butterflies and moths and caterpillars, they go by that pattern. It's not, it's universal. That's why when you read in Psalms, the heavens declare the glory of Yahweh. There's so many examples of that. The sun being in control. The sun being your, you have to have it. You won't exist without it. If it stops shining eight minutes later, everything starts dying. You have to have it. And that's just showing you, that's the physical to show you the spiritual so that you understand that without your creator, without this knowledge of your creator, you're dead. You're dead. You just don't have spiritual life. And here we are, can celebrate all this stuff in the creation and know that he always put us here for a purpose and it's to find out about him and that... Um, there's just no excuse not to know your creator as he really is and actually exists. And I think with that, I'm going to sit down and give somebody else a chance. Thank you very much for your attention. Our next speaker this evening will be Dr. Lionel Van Monju. There you go. It looks good. Yeah. You hear me okay? <laughs> What a treat to be here. Thank you very much for hosting. If you don't want to get together and put the effort into hosting, there's no class. And it's the spirit that's put within you to do these things. And it's so important and such a blessing to get together. Whether near or far, those hear the voice of the shepherd, right? The voice of the shepherd, right? And uh, in the years we have on our head, we didn't put them there. He put them there to accomplish his purpose, pattern, and plan. It was beautiful. Peggy was talking about the 
or Dr. Mark Trevison was talking about the, 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 the different components here. I was thinking about that cell. It's like, you know, there's, each cell has different, you know, there's a, a liver has a particular liver cell. You may have skin has cells. It's different than a liver, but they still work to the purpose of Yahweh, right? And just like there's that body, right? Many members, but one body. And we all have different things to do. I didn't come to Farmington this afternoon or whatever time of day, <laughs> season, whatever else to speak or not. But whatever we do, whatever, you know, some people cook, some people warm chairs, but we all have something to do to edify the brethren and be exceedingly grateful for those opportunities, right? Now that holy place, right? You're talking about that neutron. It's like a neutral place, as it were. Neutral in the standpoint that, you know, it's, it's the purpose of the intercessor, but you're not going to go into that most holy place without that spirit. Now, there's lots of things that take place there. Yeah, it's a little loud there. Um, let's go to John 10 and 1, I think. Because there's other folks that are getting, there's that holy place that you see here in the temple. And there's also a, from a spiritual component, right? The adversary, he's out and about traveling throughout the creation, trying to accomplish his will that's put upon him to be taking away the glory from Yahweh and trying to trip up those sons, okay? I think it's 10 and 1. Anyway, John. John 10, verse 1. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. Yeah, so now it's a door, right? You see there's a door here in the tabernacle. It's not labeled as a door, but we know there's a door there. Or, you know, when you look at the pattern, there's a door, right? And with the door is Yahshua. If you're going to get in the most holy, in the holy place, other than Yahshua, you're a thief or a robber, trying to accomplish a thief and a robber's agenda, right? Read on. But he that entereth by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. The shepherd of the sheep, right? That's Yahshua Messiah said he's leading the sheep, right? We follow Yahshua through the door. We're not sneaking in through the sheepfold some other way. It's through Yahshua the Messiah. He sets it up. He's not here to create a Christian way of living and so forth. He's there to fulfill and to take these things out of the way. When something is temporary... You know, there's some young boys here. When Wes gets his driver's license, his first license will probably be a paper card until his picture one shows up. Assuming he's successful with his license, which he will be, right? The paper one is temporary, but when he gets the other card, then it's more of a permanent thing, right? This is temporary for a time and shadow. A schoolmaster to lead you to what? Yourself? Your own wisdom? No, to lead you to the Messiah. Okay, read on. Three. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name. By name. And right? leadeth them out. He's not calling by names. Hey, Chuck. Hey, Don. Hey, Reba. We all are supposed to have a new name. It's not Lionel or Rick. The supposed name is supposed to be Yahshua the Messiah. When you read Revelations, you get a, a, a white stone with a new name that only him that knowseth who receiveth, right? Now I'm not gonna when I I'm not gonna show up at work and say here I am you know I'm I'm Yahshua. It's not gonna happen because that's not the venue and we're all humble. But we all should have that new name, right? Just like the high priest is holiness unto Yahweh, right? Written across the bond of the of that uh, of his uh, the biter of glory. Thank you. Okay, read on. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, and goeth he goeth before them. 
And the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. He goes before us. He goes before them. He does, they don't go on their own, thinking, hey, well, we're sheep. We're around a shepherd. We're just going to do our own thing. Always following Yahshua, no matter what they do. And those people that were following Yahshua the Messiah when he was out there working his ministry, they were following him. Some were following him because they had nowhere else to go. Some were following because they, were, they had food and healing and other things, right? But they didn't necessarily have that spirit within them from a standpoint of desire to know what was going on, but they were there following along. Y'all have it anywhere. Anytime you have a gathering of people, not everyone is there for the, the purpose of the event per se. Okay? Read on. In a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him. Those sheep will not follow a stranger because they know the, sh the shepherd's voice, but they don't not going to recognize that thief or the robber's voice. Okay? They have that discernment. That discernment that they have is provided to them by revelation of Yahshua Messiah in them, not of their own wisdom. You know. Read on. For they know not the voice of strangers. The parable spake Yahshua unto them, but they understood not what things they were which he spake unto them. Now, why is he speaking parables? Tell them straight. Now remember, Yahshua Messiah came to fulfill. Okay? He's instituting back here as, as Yahshua, back here with Moses, and all, really all along the line, not just there with Moses, but all along he's establishing these things. He's the author, and he's coming to Yahshua Messiah to fulfill or finish. Okay? And he's speaking parables. Well, what did Moses do? Moses spoke in parables, or Moses didn't speak well. He uh, muttered or stammered or whatever else it would be, and he's provided for. Oh, your brother's coming and he's going to meet you with a kiss and, you know, and all those things. But Yahshua is doing the same thing, but he's still giving the same example, but people didn't understand the examples within the parable. Okay? And when they asked him, oh, tell, tell us privately, it was still the same story explained before. It didn't change. Okay? Read on. Um, then Yahshua said unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers. Yeah. But the sheep did not hear them. And the Messiah said there would be many false messiahs out there, right? Many false messiahs. Anyone that came before him, they're thieves and robbers. They're out to get your, you know, trying to get your money. You're trying to steal your attention. You're trying to steal your soul. And, you know, let's pause there for a second. Let's go down to uh, Deuteronomy, the fourth chapter. And... Um, Maybe it's 9 or 10, I think. Keep thy soul diligently. Yep. Just go up one verse. Okay. Thank you. Thanks. Deuteronomy 4 and 8. And what nation is there so great that has statutes and judgments so righteous as all this law which is set before you this day? Why do we bother going back to Moses? Because you have to go back to the law and the prophets because the same examples are playing out over and over again, right? What great nation, Yahweh, Elam, gave them this commandment. They gave these commandments, the 10 and then the, the 600, uh, 600, uh, 613 commandments, the 10 primary ones or what have you, as it were. But they had a way of dealing with their sin back here with this pattern through the sacrifices. Dr. Trivison was talking about the death, the burial, the resurrection, that atonement for sin. They had a way of escape from their, their sins continually. Wow, how great that is to have that escape and have that liberty. They were still going to sin again, but they had a way of 
dealing with it, not of their own device, but Yahweh set it up that way. Where Yahshua says, take away their sin forever. That, you know, and you don't want to go from a state of being in bondage to having some liberty and then being encumbered again in bondage again by that adversary who's going to trip you up and bring you back down to where you came from. Okay? Read on. Nine. Only take heed to thyself and keep thy soul diligently. Take heed to yourself. Pay attention. Look after yourself. You can't help somebody else. You have to look after yourself. When you look in the mirror, I don't, I don't see Norm. Right? I don't see AJ in the mirror. I have to look after myself. Right? Keep your soul diligently. Examine yourself. As Saul is saying the same thing. Examine yourself. Keep your soul diligently. Why does that matter? Because your soul can be lost. Yes, all souls are Yahweh Elohim's, but your soul, your spiritual life can be lost. Read on. Lest thou forget the things which thine eyes have oh, seen. Lest you forget all those things that you've seen. Right? Because it's so easy. We, you know, they weren't out here for very long in the wilderness. <laughs> Moses is up here. We don't know what happened to him. So 40 days isn't very much. It's just over a month and a little bit. Right? You know, where to go? All right. Well, now what do we do? They reverted back to the... The concepts and opinions and theories they had down here, the golden calf, well, why would they, you know, they, they saw idols and icons down here growing up, you know, growing up, but, but well, you know, growing up technically, right? They saw all these things revert back to that. And yet, they were provided for, they had plagues, some plagues were applicable to both, but then some of the plagues, they were set apart from the Egyptians, right? They were provided that Passover feast, where if they did the Passover feast with the lamb that had no spot and blemish, and the blood on the points of the door, and the eating boards on the back, and the death angel came by, they were spared of losing their firstborn in their household of animals, and, and of their family, etc., by doing those things. And they came to the Red Sea, they thought they were dead. Why'd you bring us out here? Wouldn't that be enough when someone scares the snot out of you? For lack of a better expression, yeah. right? Well, I wasn't going to use it for it. But if someone scares the snot out of you, it's like, you know, or you go through a close call driving somewhere or walking somewhere, it's going to scare you. You're going to remember that moment again. And you forget. Because we're no different than them. They're an example unto us. And, and Saul talks about that in 1 Corinthians, the 10th chapter, that these children look, but they're an example unto us. Right? And that's written over in this dispensation here, after the death, burial, resurrection, and outpouring the Holy Spirit. Okay, they're example in us. Not to make fun. Example for us. Don't forget what you saw. Don't forget when we first took a seat in these classes and were told and shown. And look, the name of God, of Lord, is not Lord. Even if you put a the in front of it, the Lord, Lord God, Lord God, Jesus, whatever, however you put it in the hat and pull it out, yeah. it's not the same. The name is Yahweh. How great that was to be humbled. Say, wow. And they took the paint of the picture everywhere. Not only the church specifically, the creations all scatter with his name. When you go, if, if this artwork had probably, if this is renowned artwork on the walls here, the artist probably paints their name on there somewhere. May or may not be. I like American history, so if you go to Gettysburg, you look at the cyclorama, there's no signature on that, but the author painted himself on the picture. He wasn't there, he painted himself, uh, whatever, and then he gets a tree, look at all, you know, and you go do the tour and you watch the cyclorama, the video, they point out where he put himself in the picture. 
rather than write his name, you wouldn't see it on the, you know, but he's painting there. He stands out because he doesn't look like he belongs. It's a French guy in some American Civil War thing, whatever. But he's painted a picture. We understand something that Yahweh, as the moderation says, knowing that we cannot perceive himself in his pure spirit, they took on shape and form. How merciful is that? That he slows it down that we can understand something. That he gives us that ability. He is the He's the one that's the teacher. He's the one that brings you remembrance. He's also that same spirit Yahshua in you that's also providing you the revelation. You're not part of the equation at all, as it were. Okay? He's teaching it, and He's revealing it. It's, he's closed loop. It's all working His purpose. Right? What are we here for? Why do we go up and deal with all the nonsense we have to deal with? Because we're, work, we're here to work the purpose that, the, that Yahweh's working, and whatever is supposed to be is supposed to be, and He's got it all set up. Okay? Um, but don't forget what you saw. Don't forget. We came in these classes, and then when, as a little kid, i go to the dictionary, and my dad would say, here's some money, go to the library. You know, photocopy of Lord, photocopy of Adonai, Baal, Jehovah, Yahweh, Elohim, God, Yahshua, whatever I can find in the dictionary, to check it out to see if it was so or not. And then for folks to roll along and then say, listen, oh, you're not saved in Yahshua, or you're saved in, you're saved in Kinley, also known as Yahshua. That's no different than having the diacritical marks and, and referring to Yahweh as Adonai, also known as Adonai. doesn't work that way. I'm not supposed to be here today. If I was a good institutor, I'm not supposed to be here. But I'm supposed to be here. I'm here with family. We're having a Canadian business meeting today. I'm the only, in thirds, there's three geographic Canadian people that go to the class. George Light, who doesn't technically belong to Hamilton, Jeanette, and myself. That's it. So, and gracious, graciously, some of the folks from Buffalo and, and various places in New York State join our class on Sunday via uh, a hybrid format of Google Meets and in person. But I'm not there. But there's no value to belong to an institute or to belong to an organization. Because the spirit isn't an organization. There's no salvation in the IDMR. It's a teaching mechanism, a way to rent a room. It's a way to rent a building or whatever else you want to do. You want to go show up at a building, at a landlord? Well, who, you want the space? Who are you? Oh, we're with so-and-so. We have this credentials. Anyway, this is a different tension. Sorry. Don't forget what you saw. And people forgot what they saw. Right? Especially that day in Horeb. Read on there. Man, or uh, Lee. In Deuteron uh, Deuteronomy. Thank you. Especially the day that thou stoodest before Yahweh the Elohim in Horeb, when Yahweh said unto me, Gather me the people together, and I will make them hear my words, that they may learn to fear me all the days that they shall live upon the earth. You, have, they you have to learn to fear. If you don't have that fear of anything, you know, you look at kids or they're fearless and all kinds of crazy stuff and because that comes with the youth. But as you grow and you mature, there should be a great degree of your stakes grow in terms of what you can what you can lose. Not just physically. Physically, certainly, you know, as they get older, you know, get some wealth and some money or whatever, a couple of coins in a drawer. You know, what happens to me if I go? I'll leave it for my kids, whatever else. You want to believe that the stakes get higher. But from a spiritual standpoint, as you grow and stuff and you learn things about Yahweh's purpose and plan, you recognize there's more and more you can lose and learn. And you want to be focused more on the learning than the losing piece of it. We all have a testimony to give and we all have a struggle to deal with and we all have to be humbled through the grace and mercy that He gives us all the time. Don't forget what you saw. Don't forget that first love. Hebrews, uh, I think it's... 
four, no, it's six maybe. I'm sorry. One of those things you know what's in there. Just got to find the right spot. Um, Sure. Yep. Yeah, sure. Two and one, and then I also want to go over to in Hebrews as well. I want to have six and ten. Hebrews two and one. Yep. Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard. That's the same thing or similar thing that you just read back over there in Deuteronomy, and the same theme is over and over again. The heavens declare the glory of the firmament. As we read in Psalms, what's that doing? To give witness, a witness, a witness, a witness. Don't forget those witnesses. Don't discount those witnesses. They're crucial. Okay. Give the more earnest. Read that. Recap that, please. Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard. That's right. The love of what we came to hear when we first came to these classes. As much as it's, yeah, we, we all know that, Lionel. We all know that. But it's easy to let those things slip. People have itchy ears. They want to hear something new. Oh, so-and-so. Or people fall in love with certain speakers or certain styles or certain things, whatever else. It's the, you know, you put a blindfold on or have monotone voice. It's the message that's the key. Not the presentation. Some people are very detailed and slow and other people are fire. It's really making sure that the information fits together beautifully, just like that temple without hands, right? That, you know, read on. Lest at any time we should let them slip. Yep. Go over to uh, 6 and 10. Uh, six. Let's, let's, let's let, anytime you let slip, right? Because you're going to be challenged on all sides. Because that's the way you're supposed Your only rest is not going to be sitting on your back porch on a Saturday afternoon after a long work week. Although that can be restful and nice. But your only rest really is in Yahshua the Messiah. Right? Read on. Hebrews 6.10. For Yahweh is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which you have showed toward his name. Yeah, that's work and labor of love, not works, right? You know, we're over, this is being written over here. After the death, burial, resurrection, fulfillment, Yahshua Messiah fulfilled all those works there. He's written in your law, in your hearts. What did he say? Remember my name or preach my name and love the brethren. You can pick that up in 1 John 3 and 23 or something like that, I think it is. But it's all about the love, the love, love, right? And the name, name, because that love is in the name. Salvation. He took you to the brink just when you thought you were lost. He's demonstrating that power in, in the name of Yahshua. Yahweh is salvation to bring you back out again. He's going to take you there to the water, almost drown you, and pull you back out again. And when you get pulled out again, think, you know, you're happy, grateful, and a little bit, a couple weeks later, you're looking back, yeah, I got myself out of that. You yeah. discount the fact that he did that for you through his grace and mercy. Read on. Uh, labor of love, which you have shown toward his name. Towards his name, right? He who caused to be, or who exists, and he who caused to exist is demonstrating salvation continually. Saved through what? Childbearing. Be fruitful, right? Saved through that ark, right? The evil day, we were talking about that earlier, right? The days of Noah, people were evil continually. There's the egregious evil that you see on the news all the time. But there's the swindlers that are out there sucking your money out of your pocket on the guise of being financial investors, or the backstabbers or people that are going to whatever it is not that there's anything about you or I that's anything special from a standpoint in this world but the spirit within but there's all different panoramic if someone says Hitler and, and someone else it's that's going to stand out as a, oh an egregious event you know but there's a lot of adversary deals and lots of subtleties the sweetest people He's come right up in these, the founder said in the Christmas lecture, right? People raised right up in class are going to come up and teach you things 
and do what? Be prepared to reject it. Mm -hmm. So my words, you can go look that up in that transcript. How could it be? How could it be that this is institute that has such wonderful principles and aims and information got sidetracked? This is never but the institute anyway. How could it be that such a nation so great had these statues and stuff like that were brought out here? And they look, the spies, they believed the 10 spies that had the lying report, not the two that were right. And the people were grieved of their heart. They forgot about all the salvation that Yahweh had done for them beforehand. Let's go make captains and let's go back down here. We don't want to make captains of people. There's nothing special about you or I or anything that way. It's the spirit within. Okay, um, read on. Have so toward his name in that you have ministered to the sons and do minister. Yep. Let's go over to uh, back of there into, into John where we were 10 and then uh, 8. John 10 and 8. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers. Yep. But the sheep did not hear them. Yep. Now you think, how could that possibly be? Well, remember now, all along the line, they're high, taking the name of Yahweh, and they're taking the tetragram of Grammaton, and they're, and, they're, and they're slapping the diacritical marks on there, so all of a sudden they're not reading Yahweh anymore. They're reading Adonai. That is a thief and robber. Why? They're stealing the glory of Yahweh by changing his name and bringing it to naught. You, you don't think of robbery, you think of thief and robber, like someone's going after your wallet. This is so much more precious than name. Now, all down the line, all down the age, over and over again through kings and judges and psalms and Jeremiah and Isaiah. What's he doing? He's declaring that wickedness and those people that would dream, dream prophesy things that weren't true. Over and over again. Okay? Um, John 17, and we'll start at 4. John 17, 4. I have glorified thee on the earth. This is Yahshua the Messiah. He's giving that prayer in the garden. Okay, he's not giving the Lord's prayer. He's giving the prayer to the Father. It's about time for him. He's wrapping up his, his mission there, plan of fulfillment. And he's, you know, he's praying for them. We start again answering. I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work which thou gave. He's glorified the Father on earth. He wasn't looking for glory himself in the physical manifestation. He's glorifying the Father, right? Recap it. Recap it again. I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work. He's South finished the work, not started the work. He didn't, you know, if he was, I, I began the work you want me to do, right? I started the honey-do list. No, he's finished the work that he was given to do. He was authored back here, he, right? He's not starting, something's already started again. If my car's running outside and I go start the car again, even though it's running, the alternator's not going to be very happy. It's going to be, right? Marcos does it. Sometimes you do. We think the car's not running. It's going to cause a problem. A grinding sound, it's already started. Right? He's not instituting water baptism when he's showing up when John's already baptizing. John's already doing it. So what's, what's he coming there to institute when John's already doing it? For example, okay, he gave the work that was meant to be finished. Read on. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do, and now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world yep. was. Yeah, was a unity. Glorify the work. He's pure spirit state, take on shape and form, and coming down here and dwelling among us. Right, glorifying him back in this state here. Eternal state, not pointing at the cloud like it's a specific spot, but in the realm of eternity, out of the flesh, in 
that back in that beginning state, as it were. Read on. I have manifested thy name unto the men he's, thou gavest He's manifested that name, that he who will be. And there's Josh the Messiah. Hey, cast that net on that side of the boat. The other side of the boat, they weren't getting any fish. The other side of the boat, the, the net's full, overflowing. Right? Casting and doing the things that healing people. What does he do? Greater works, he said. They come, you know, he's doing the work of the Father. The words you speak are the words of the Father. Okay, read on. I have manifested thy name unto the men which thou hast given me he's, out of the world. He's manifested yeah, the name of Yahweh to those men which were given to him from Yahweh in the world. Well, why would he have to declare the name? They should know the name. Wait, no, it's hidden. Have to go back and go back and bring it back to attention. More and more in the earth plane, you hear more and more the name of Yahweh, a little more common. It pops up in movies, it pops up in songs, you know, it pops up in different places and stuff. It was never hidden. We just didn't know to look for. What a wonderful revelation is to look at the power of that name and, and never to hide that and let alone the name of the Son and not take away that and put other people's names. You're not saved in Kinley. You're saved in Yahshua the Messiah. You're not going to find Kinley in your thesaurus, in your dictionary, or anywhere. You'll find a Wikipedia, but anyone can, you can start a Wikipedia page for me if you wanted to. Wouldn't be very exciting. Trust me. <laughs> Okay, but it's not to diminish the spirit that was in that physical body that was preaching because that spirit wasn't Kinley, that spirit was Joshua the Messiah in that physical envelope or in that vessel preaching and teaching. And he told you, listen, if you came to listen to Kinley speak, you came to the wrong spot. If you came to the Holy Spirit speak, that's different. And the Holy Spirit's also supposed to be in, in you and I. And you read that in various transcripts. Uh, 1 Corinthians uh, 1 and uh, 10. Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Savior, Yahshua the Messiah. By that name, yeah. That ye all speak the same thing. That's right. And to do these things, we all have to turn to Yahshua. As Frank's prayer was talking about, to edify and, and love each other and stuff like that. I'm not suggesting there's divisions here, but we may see things slightly different, may explain things slightly differently. But the love of the Spirit, when we boil it all down, is really focused on Yahshua, which is the Holy Spirit, which is supposed to be manifested in you, right? Okay? But he's recognizing this is a letter to the sons. These folks in Corinthians aren't the general population. These are folks, their sons are supposed to be in, in Yahweh, are supposed to have the Holy Spirit, and yet there's division among them. It's a kind of a tough love letter. Correcting, correcting, bringing them back to the truth, trying to, you know, implore them because Saul paid a heavy price when he was persecuting the brethren, and now after he received his divine revelation and so forth, boy, now he has to earn favor, not favor as men, but in terms of preaching the gospel to those that, that uh, he killed their brothers and sisters. Okay? And they have to love him equally. And, and holy. Okay? Like, you know, like holy is like, like uh, all of it. Yes. Okay? Alright. Um, go over to... Uh, yeah, we'll keep reading down. Sorry. That ye all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you. Yeah. And the founder would had great pleasure, as it were, that all the regions and schools were saying the same thing. It's not the case anymore. That's why I'm down here. Because I want to hear the same thing. Right? I'd rather drive two, three hours to hear the same thing than drive 45 minutes and hear something that's not the same thing that I heard as a kid growing up. There's a time I didn't go to class, and when I came back to class, what a treat it was to see Dr. Channer. I'm not saying that to glorify him, but to him to go back and cover the same stuff that I heard as a kid, that I was encouraged to investigate and check some of it out. That was a blessing. That was refreshing. 
It's like that comfort food. When you have a bad day, you go home and you have a bowl of chips or popcorn or whatever else is, you know, you, you, it's not going to make the day better, but you have that moment in time when you feel that comfort. You have a comfort and reassurance and the rest in this gospel that that's where the real rest is. It's not a sugar candy or sugar pill. Okay, read on. Um, 11, I guess. Oh, yeah. Ye be perfectly joined together in the same mind and yeah. in the same judgment. Yeah, how can you be in the same mind? And I think the scripture lesson spoke about the simpleness in the seventh verse, about the simplicity, that surety, or same mind. The only thing the same mind is if you look at the witnesses that are there. Right? The law and the prophets. Look at the creation, as Peggy was talking about there. You look at all of these great cloud of witnesses, and when you look at the great cloud of witnesses, then there can't be any division among you because you've looked at it all circumspectly. But if you want to micro stuff over here and, and omit stuff over there, then you're never going to see the same thing. There's great assurity in this gospel. But you have to work at it. Not for work to account to anything, but to check these things out to see if it's so or not. Some people are satisfied easily, and other people are satisfied not so easily. Read on. Uh, you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. For it hath been declared unto me of you, my brethren, by them which are at the house of Chloe, that there are contentions among you. So what's he doing? Oh, there's the contentions over there. He's going to leave it. Don't worry about it. He has to go out and preach that gospel. Right? He has to go out and contend. Obviously, when it's time to contend, he has to write that letter and stuff like that. You know, sure, I'll, I'll go to the other classes that I'm not spending time with for the business meeting today at some point in time, but it wasn't going to be today. And it's, uh, you know, but at some point in time, I'll go visit other schools, just like Ricky. Ricky did, and not to be like Ricky or to uh, amplify Ricky, but, you know, Ricky went to L.A. and all the New York State classes to preach the gospel, right? It was put on your heart and mind to preach the gospel and go to those schools. It's the same thing that's always doing here. The same spirit that is in him, that's in Ricky and all of us. Frank went with him, I think, right? But, you know, whatever. The same spirit to go preach that gospel one more time. One more time. One more time. Not for your glorification or my glorification. One more time because that word's got to go out. Right? Read on. Now this I say, that every one of you saith, I am of Paul, and I of, and I of Apollos. Oh, I'm from Hamilton, and you're from Arkport, and you're from somewhere else, or you're from Baltimore, or... You know, no, we're one, we're supposed to be one body, right? You know, I like what Norm said, unaffiliated, right? Be because at the end of the day, we're all really focused on Joshua. And if we're one body, then we're all together because sometimes people get set up in different camps or following different leaders, different speakers and stuff. And there was different speakers edify and provide that good things. Uh, two, uh, First Corinthians 2 and 1. And I, brethren, when I came unto you, came to you, came not with excellency of speech yeah. or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of Yahweh. For I determined not to know anything among you. Yeah, he didn't come there to go know anything about these people. This is part of the same letter, right? He said, um, who's of Saul and who's of Caiaphas, who, right? He didn't come there to know anything about each other. Okay? Read on. Save Yahshua the Messiah. Save Yahshua the Messiah. That's the only thing that matters. The only thing that you can love about each other is that spirit of Yahshua the Messiah in each other. That's it. We may vote differently. We make different teams. I'm not a Yankees fan. Sorry, Rick and Frank. You know, but but we still have to love each other for the spirit of Yahshua the Messiah, right? Or the different choices we make. Some people do this. And some people do that. Whatever. It's don't we're not here to learn about each other's stuff. We may have personal testimonies, examples, but it's not to learn of me or whatever. It's really all to focus on Yahshua the Messiah. Okay. 
That's where it all is. Uh, Ephesians 1 and 9. Actually, no, uh, 2 Corinthians. No, no, 2. Sorry, being foolish here. Uh, 2 Timothy 3 and 1. 2 Timothy 3 and... Sorry. 2 Timothy 3 and 1. This know also, that in the last days perilous times shall come. Yeah. For men shall be lovers of their own selves. Yeah. Covetous. Posters. Yeah. Look what title wow. look what title I have, or look what I've accomplished, or look at this and that. Continue with those things go on. And it gives a long list of examples, okay? If you're reading out of the Holy Name, go down to the third verse. Or four, uh, thank you, fourth verse. Uh, fifth verse. Fifth verse. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. Having a form of worship or denying the power thereof. What's the right? If you have the Holy if someone have the Holy Name to recall it or read it out. Anybody? You got the holy name version? No. No? No, that's no? oh, oh, oh. no, no, okay. Having a form of worship of Yahweh. But denying the power thereof. Yep. That's right. Denying the power of Yahweh. What's the power of Yahweh? Is that salvation? You want to deny the salvation, then you want to turn away from that. The power of salvation is through the name of Yahshua the Messiah. Right? When you just wanted to, you know, if someone wants to take away the name of Yahshua the Messiah, you got to turn away from those things. You want to stick to those foundations. When you build a building, you want to have, you want to follow the building code, you want to follow the proper foundation. You know? And all those things, from a building standpoint, and from a metaphysical standpoint, from understanding the always purpose of playing, you got to follow that foundation. Okay? Jump down to uh, 14. 14. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and right. hast been assured of. Give them more earnest heed, pay attention to what you heard, continue thou the things which thou hast heard, right? Read on. Knowing of whom thou hast learned them. Of whom you learned them, not of the person of whom you learned them. What's in that person? What's in that vessel? What was in Henry Clifford Kinley was not Henry Clifford Kinley. We just listen to the SoundCloud 14 on the right up here. And, you know, say, hey, listen. His mom said, hey, listen, I, I, I testify I gave birth to you, but I don't know you. And his wife, Katie, said the same thing. I know, you know, never more really the same. Right? I don't need to say that. Yeah, I witnesses here that spent time with the founder. So who am I? Right? And knowing of whom that's learned. I re recap that. Sorry. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been t assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. Yep, of, yeah. And that from a child thou hast known the Holy Scripture. Yeah, you know the Holy Scriptures. As a little kid, you know the Holy Scriptures. Sure, maybe you couldn't piece them together or whatever else, but you still knew them. They were still witness and still a backbone. Unless you're a Catholic and you just had the catechism book. But for the other folks that went to, you know, whatever places they had actually had a Bible there, or your hotel has a Bible, whatever, read on. Which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through the faith which is in Yahshua. Yeah, can make you wise unto salvation. But wait not of yourself. Read, read that last sentence. Which is in Yahshua which the Messiah. Which is in Yahshua the Messiah, right? And that Yahshua the Messiah is supposed, the Holy Spirit is supposed to be in you. 1 Corinthians 6 and 19. Right? Uh, read on. Keep going, Ann. All Scripture is given by inspiration of Yahweh. Yeah. And is profitable for doctrine. It's profitable for doctrine. For reproof. Reproof. For correction. Correction. For instruction in righteousness. Yeah. And some people are going to say, oh, well, listen, no, no, we all know this stuff. But listen, you know, you haven't received the progressive revolution, revelation, so you don't know what you're talking about. You haven't, you haven't received that yet. 
all scriptures set you up there, right, for proof, correction. And when some people are corrected, they're gonna they're not gonna take the correction. They're gonna make some other way out. You know, read on. That the man of Yahweh may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Yeah, furnished for all under all good works. And the only good works really is preaching the gospel and listening to the gospel, having a seat, which I'm going to do in a couple seconds, and enjoying and looking around the room and feeling the love and seeing the smiles and listening and making notes to check out something later or see what the Messiah was going to bring to me as we move along. 6 and 19, 1 Corinthians. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? It goes over here. They're talking about the physical body and the cells and the cell is made of all kinds of atoms. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? That's what's supposed to be in your body. Right? Our bodies fall apart and they don't get any better. But it's the spirit that's within inside ourselves. Let me try and drag our body out a little bit further down the road because you have a testimony you have. And, you know, read on. That your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, which is in you, which, which ye is have in you. This is written, those, this is again, 1 Corinthians. He was just scolding them about the divisions and stuff. It's the same letter. The Holy Spirit is supposed to be in them. You're not your own. You're bought for a price, a heavy price. Died the death of an Irish cast dog. He told you, listen, he kept them in the name. He looked after those that were his. And you and I can just be humbly and grateful for anything that he gives any morsel, right? And while we are alive, while we have the breath in our lungs, it's important to, again, preach the gospel and hang on to the gospel because we all have a, a time that expires physically, but we still got to labor on. The rest is not in this earth plane, not when you retire, not when you get a nice little place. Some of us never retire. I'm not going to retire. Uh, I'm more likely to physically expire before that. But either way, give our testimony and all gratitude. Thanks for having the event. Peace in Yashua. Our next speaker this evening will be Dr. Patrick Trevison. I was going to say, oh boy. <laughs> um, I've enjoyed class thus far. Uh, being able to go now to a class, a live class, where there are charts that you can refer to. is to me a joy yes. and it's a luxury which we've lost now in Syracuse <clears throat> for the time being and uh, <clears throat> excuse me this is nice to have this today so things that we took advantage of and took for granted all these years you could lose at any time. That's right. I came home one day a couple weeks ago and my wife said, we lost the room. You know, 
many of us come, sit down, and enjoy a good meal mm -hmm. that Yahshua has prepared for you. But somebody had to come here, make sure the meal was made, make sure it was going to be presented, put it on tables, put out the plates, set the, set the table, do the work. Prepare the thing so that the majority of us could come and sit and enjoy the meal. So our thanks to those of you who have prepared this and set it up for everybody to enjoy. Now, um, I can only key in on a couple things. Uh, Lionel didn't bring out too many points. <laughs> no, it'd be simple to take uh, uh, take off from what Lionel put out there. You know, uh, he did, however, bring up one thing I'm going to key in on, which is the shepherd. And this is something that um, Sharon sent out to all the classes, I think. Mm -hmm. And it's been worked with, it's worked with down in Florida, it's been worked with a bunch. But I think that it's beautiful. It ties in well with some of the things the first speaker talked about, okay? So it's an article. Put out by farming livestock. It's uh, you can check this. You can Google this. These people, in other in other words, proved the information that's in this article, and you can prove it to yourself by going to this site. If you want the site, it's right here. Okay. It's not our information, it's not my information, but it's good information. We're just going to read stuff in there that's underlined. But first, we're going to go to the scripture reading. Start reading right in one. Psalms 19.1. This whole, this whole thing has always been one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. But we're by no means going to be able to cover the whole thing. If you get down into the middle part, he brings out things about understanding and righteous. And, and you understand, he's talking, about, he's talking about the attributes. And it's the attributes in you that are going to convert your soul, which is... It's all new covenant. We're all we're jumping ahead of ourselves. See, you gotta lay groundwork. So, scripture reading, please. 
19.1. The heavens declare the glory of Elohim. Now the heavens declare the glory of Yahweh Elohim. And the firmament shows his handiwork. And the firmament shows his handiwork. So it's showing his handiwork. It's, so, it's like Romans 1, 19 and 20. Mm -hmm. The physical things reveal invisible things. And the things that are made show you something about spirit. They're showing you something about spirit. So we're going to this article which is about shepherds and sheep to show you something about spirit. It's not to show you something about sheep or sheep farming. Okay? We do have a guy in class in Syracuse that raised sheep. And he can testify to you that when other people came to his property and called these sheep, they just ignored him. But when he called the sheep, they perked right up and went where he wanted them to go. It's really showing you something. You know, I was raised, <laughs> well, I wasn't raised bringing up sheep, okay? <laughs> I wasn't raised farming or anything. But I know something about this from reading about these things and things that Yahshua has showed me. So the heavens declare the glory of Elohim, and the firmament is his handiwork. This is his handiwork. All these things are a reflection, you see, understand, of the principles in this tabernacle, which is a reflection of what? Him. That's why he's the first thing painted here in that vision. He transfigured into that, and then all those things are brought forth according to the principles in him. Just like this create this, it's the same thing as this. Except broken down more specifically, that all of this is a reflection of the tabernacle or him. He's the archetype, original pattern of the universe. So that's why we study these physical things. They are a reflection of spirit. It's something that we need to learn or that we want to learn. We want to learn about spirit. There's so much going through my brain right now. Keep reading there, Ann. Day unto day, utter a speech. Every day is talking to us. And night unto night shows knowledge. It's showing us knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. And you know in John 17, 3, it says that life eternal is what? Knowledge. To know him. 
So we want this knowledge, but we don't want it for the sake of the knowledge. We don't study history for the sake of the history, even though you might love history, it's to show you something spiritual. We don't study zoology for the sake of zoology, it's to show you something about him or something spiritual or the other mystery. We need to under understand both mysteries. Read. Their line has gone out through all the earth. The line has gone out through all the earth. Their words to the end of the world. If you read uh, Isaiah 28, 9 and 10, it says that... Let's get it. Because this is being taped. Isaiah 28. And you never know who's going to be watching it. 28 and 9. Yes. Whom shall he teach knowledge? And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? So who shall he teach knowledge? Who shall he teach doctrine? Me? Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. Drawn from the breast. These are, these are important principles. Read. For precept must be upon precept. Now, a precept is a principle. And these principles were worked with. This principle of unity up here. This principle of eternity up here. And worked in a line. Right? That's a principle. And there's a line of it that goes right across this chart. And goes right across this chart. And goes right across this chart. And it's dictated by a pattern, which is him. He's the principle of eternity. Eternity dwells right within him. You imagine that? You don't just sit down and say, oh yeah, okay, I understand that. You need help. Because that's pretty, that's pretty profound. It shows you the vastness of a creator that you worship. He's not this little cookie cutter thing up here. He's vast. Solomon, when he was preparing the temple, was preparing it for his name and said, how can I build a building for you? The creation cannot contain you. He's talking to Yahweh Elohim and saying the creation cannot contain you. How big is this? Well, then how big is this? <laughs> Read. Precept upon precept, line upon line. Principle. Principle death. Principle burial. 
principle resurrection, principle eternity, principle life, principle, principle new covenant. Do you understand? All these are principles and they're in a line. Line upon line upon line. All the way across the chart. Every single plate that was prepared for you today by physical people out of love, but ultimately by Yahshua prepared this meal for you. He deserves credit. He's the cook. If you like the meal, you thank him. Read. Line upon line. Here a little and there a little. Here a little in the law. There a little in the prophets. Wean from the milk. Drawn from the breast. How do you nurse? Not you, Frank. <laughs> How does a woman nurse? From one to the other. One to the other. And what's a big problem in the news right now? Formula. You know, the Creator provided the woman with all the nutrients in her milk to sustain that baby. Against disease for her immune system, everything. He provided everything already. But people got into the habit of formula. Now there's a problem with formula. And the people got a problem. Well, read. For with stammering lips and another tongue. That's another language. He, Did you notice Lionel up here stammering? Another tongue. And my wife stammered. Another tongue. This is another tongue. If you go out there right now and start telling those people out there about this, they'll think you have a speech impediment. That there's something wrong with you. That's good. We gotta move along. We gotta go back to the scripture reading. Verse 4, their line has gone out through all the earth, in their words, to the end of the world. To the end of the world, read. In them has he set a tabernacle for the sun. A tabernacle, a tabernacle for the sun, the son of Yahweh. Oh. How do you understand something that's invisible? He has to take on shape and form. What you understand about Yahweh is Yahweh Elohim. Or Yahshua. John 1.18 
John 1, verse 18. No man hath seen Yahweh at any time. No man hath seen pure spirit, Yahweh, pure spirit, at any time. Read. The only begotten Son. The only begotten Son, Yahshua. Which is in the bosom of the Father. In the bosom of the Father. He hath declared him. He declares him. He declares him. That's why he's here. Before the creation, he's here. Before the creation. Another, just a wit another witness. Hebrews first chapter, start reading right in one. We're gonna to get to this topic, I hope. Hebrews 8 and 1. Now the things which we have spoken, this is the sum. We have such an high priest who is set on the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heaven. That's Joshua. Read. A minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle, which Yahweh pitched, not man. What's that true tabernacle? It's the creation or you. Your true tabernacle where he dwells now. Read. Um, a minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle, which Yahweh pitched and not man. For every high priest is ordained to offer gifts and sacrifices. Wherefore, it is of necessity. Wait a minute. Are we in Hebrews 1? No. Oh. 8. Oh. You want 1 and 1? Yes. Okay. Yahweh. <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought it done. That's all right. Go ahead. Yahweh, who at sundry times and in diverse manners speak in time past unto the fathers by the prophets. By the prophets and the law. Do you understand? By the law and the prophets, which many in our school have disannulled and disqualified and said it was time to move on and that this stuff was antiquated ancient no longer of any value read hath in these last days spoken unto us by his son by his son whom he hath appointed heir of all things. Who's heir of all things? Yahshua. Read. By whom also he made the world. By whom also he made the worlds. Now wait a minute. Go to John 1 and 1. John 1 1. In the beginning was the word. In the beginning of this vision. Not in the beginning, not in the beginning, but in the beginning of this vision was the Word. And the Word was with Yahweh. And the Word was with Yahweh. And the Word was Yahweh. And the Word was Yahweh. Read. The same was in the beginning with Yahweh. Read. All things were made by Him. All things were made by Him. And without him... Now the word is who? Elohim. Yahweh Elohim. All things were made by him. Mm -hmm. What did we just read in Hebrews? 
All things were made by who? Read it again. Go back to Hebrews. What was it, the fourth verse? Second, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son. By his Son. Whom he hath appointed heir of all things. That's Yahshua. By, by whom also he made the world. By whom also he made the worlds. So what's the difference between Yahweh Elohim and Yahshua? This is a question. What's the difference? Manifestation. Just manifestation, but there's no difference. Yahshua and Yahweh Elohim are one and the same. And that's not the only place you're going to read that. There's other verses too, okay? But now, so we're going to take something physical, something physical to show us something about our Creator. That's all we're doing here. We did all that to set this up. We have the article. Leanne's going to read. Can sheep live without a shepherd? Can sheep live without a shepherd? A simple enough, simple enough question. Can sheep live without a shepherd? Read. No. No. <laughs> All right. Let's move along. No. <laughs> we got to break this down now. They cannot live without a shepherd. Read. Sheep cannot live without the shepherd. Sheep cannot live without a shepherd. They are entirely dependent on the shepherd for everything. Entirely. You know, some people aren't happy with something like this. They want to think that they have something to do with something. But according to this, sheep are entirely dependent upon who, Frank? The shepherd. The shepherd. See, he's listening. The shepherd. Read. They require constant care. Constant care. Flip this now, folks. Because it says in the 31st verse, of um, uh, Isaiah, the 34th chapter. Isaiah 34, there's no 31. <clears throat> okay, it's Jeremiah 34. I knew it was one of the two. That's why I don't bet anymore. <laughs> Jeremiah 31, 31. Jeremiah 34 35. and the 31st verse. Jeremiah 34, 31. No, Ezekiel 34. Ezekiel, thank you. It's Ezekiel. Are you sure? <laughs> yes, I'm very sure of this one. Ezekiel 34 and 31. No. Yep. Ah, 
And you, my flock, the flock of... And you, my flock. He's talking about shepherds. In this scripture, in this reading, this is in the law, or I mean, this is in the prophets. We're reading something out of the prophets. You, my flock, read... The flock of my pasture. The flock of my... Whose pasture? Yahshua's. Yahweh Elohim. It's his pasture. We are in his pasture. Read. Our men. Our men. And I am your He Elohim. spells it right out. And I am Yahweh Elohim. Now we'll get back to this chapter. Okay? But we got to read more in this article. Oh boy. They require constant care and watching over. They constant care. Folks, this flock are men. You require constant care. Yes. And constant looking over. Yes. I'm talking about you. I don't need concentration. <laughs> Frank knows that I was good from the beginning. Well behaved. <laughs> when we went to these classes in New York, we'd be there five minutes, he'd be going like this to me. Let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. <laughs> They'd be singing a song, and they'd put Kinley in the place of Yahshua. Right. And Frank would go, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> okay, read. So leaving them unattended can put them at a risk and greatly endanger their lives. It will endanger your spiritual, spiritual life if he doesn't attend to you every minute. We're flipping this. Read. Sheep cannot live without a shepherd. Sheep cannot live without a shepherd. Um, be it for pasture and water, for grooming or for protection. Pasture, water, grooming or what? Protection. Protection against what? They don't have to chart up, but there's another mystery in operation. Mystery of iniquity. No, it's okay. There's a mystery of iniquity in operation. We need constant protection. And look, it's Yahshua in you that is your constant protection. For if he be in you, who can be against you? And greater is he that's in you than what? He that's in the world. Folks, these things ought to be of, of great comfort to you. Read, but you're just reading what's underlined, right? And then this. Yes, yes. Without a shepherd, it may also become hard for sheep to find pasture. To find pasture. And water. 
which they require for survival. We require it for survival. And water, when he talks about water, listen, flip that. He's the water of re regeneration. The, the water is the gospel. The water is the truth. And we can't find it unless he shows us how. Read. In such a case that ewes may become weak and unable to provide milk for their offspring, who then die. This is without water or pasture. And there's another train of thought that's very pretty. You know, you, I don't have time. Go ahead and read. Another instance is that they may get attacked by predators. Predators! You know how many demons there are in the world? More than have ever been in human bodies in the history of mankind. And the population of the earth right now is about seven and a half billion. There's more demons than that. There's plenty to go around. But not in you anymore. You can't have two spirits in a body at the same time. And we used to teach that when I first come into class. And then we found out Dr. Kinley said, no, no. When you receive the Holy Spirit, you receive the whole spirit. And there's no room in you for anything else. Read. Sheep are fairly defenseless animals. If left on their own, they can get easily picked off by predators. Easily picked off. Read. Even in their huge numbers, they stand no chance against a hungry apex predator. They, they stand no chance, even in their numbers, against the wolf. Oh, let's find that reference. I think it's over in uh, Acts 28, 23 or 23, 28. Paul, Paul is uh, telling them, warning them. Acts 20, 28. Take heed, therefore, unto yourselves. Now Paul is telling them, take heed. Take heed unto yourselves. And to all the flock. And to all the what? Flock. The what? Flock. The flock. Which is the body. Which is the assembly. Which is the bride of Yahshua. Read. Over which the Holy Spirit hath made you overseers. The Holy Spirit made you overseers. Or shepherds. Read. To feed the assembly of Yahweh. To feed the assembly. Feed him. That's our job. It's his job. Through you. Through us. Read. Which he hath purchased with his own blood. For I know this, that after 
after my departure. After my departure, and Dr. Kinley said the same thing. Same thing. After my departure, read. Shall grievous wolves enter in among you? Apex predator. Grievous wolves enter in among you. And what you have seen in your lifetime is the result of it. What used to be Rochester class is no more. What used to be Syracuse class is no more. What used to be Hornell is no more. That, that's how Artport got started. Listen, grievous wolves entered in, not sparing the flock. Many were carried off. Mm -hmm. Go back to the article again. It's quite easy for sheep to get lost. Due to their flocking mentality, they're likely to go astray on most occasions. <laughs> they're likely to go astray. It's happened to me once or twice <laughs> since I've been in class. Read. Sheep follow one another blindly. They have an instinct to flock together so as to keep safe. This means that if the leader gets lost, the rest of the flock is lost too. If the leader gets lost, they, they all get lost. Read. I know there's... Yep. Well, let's see. There's not too much more, I don't think. The truth of the matter is, is that if one sheep decides to go a certain way, the rest of the sheep will always go that way, even if it's not a good idea. Mm -hmm. Even if it's not a good idea. Hey, sounds good. Mm -hmm. When Mitch went astray, a lot of people said, Mitch couldn't be wrong. And they followed Mitch. Do you understand? Do you understand how bad it is for people like us, the flock, to follow after a man? And I don't care who the man is. Dr. Gill, Fred, Dr. Harris, Mickey, any Mitch, any of these people we put up on the throne. That's not the one you're supposed to follow. You're supposed to follow after Yahshua. Yahshua, O-N-L-Y. That's in the book. I think we, we're not going to have time for more in the article. It's almost done. Okay. I'll read She's going to tell me. <laughs> Go ahead. It's not something that the sheep think about. It's just conditioned in their brains from birth. Even, been, even when being watched by a shepherd, it's easy for sheep to get lost. All it takes is for one member of the flock to wander off and the rest will follow. One, one member of the That's it. That's good. That's good. Um, go to Ezekiel 34 and start reading in 1. Ezekiel 34, 1. And the word of Yahweh came unto me, saying, Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. She, now look, 
He's saying prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. And listen, if you go to your law and your prophets, Abel was a shepherd, right? Mm -hmm. I, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, yes. they were shepherds. David. David was a shepherd. Yahweh Elohim called him the apple of his eye because he had a heart in him that loved Yahweh even though it doesn't seem like it by some things he did. David, and look, it all leads up. They're all pointing. They are not the shepherd. They're shepherds. They're righteous types. They're pointing out. They're pointing out Yahshua. They're pointing out Yahshua. So forget this here. Got to go where, where Lionel was. John 10, start reading him one. John 10 and 1. 10 and 1. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. A thief and a robber, read. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. He that enters in by the door is the shepherd. The shepherd. Read. To him to him that the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice. The sheep hear his voice. If you're part of his flock, you hear his voice. You hear his, and I don't mean with these things stuck on the side of your head. I mean hearing with your heart. Hearing with your soul. It's supposed to have undergone a conversion. Listen, this larva, it's undergoing a death a burial in the chrysalis and it resurrects a beautiful brand new creature a butterfly that's a change that's a conversion that's a metamorphosis and it's showing what you will do he's showing you what you will do your soul has to undergo a conversion. Hold where you are, scripture reading, seventh verse. Psalms 19.7, the law of Yahweh is perfect. The law of Yahweh, listen, this is the law of Yahweh. Yahweh Elohim, or Yahshua. Not these tables that he gave Moses, but Yahshua, the Holy Spirit, Spirit Law, Spirit Law, the Law of the Spirit of Life. Oh my. That's the Law. 
he's David's talking about in Psalms. Read. The law of Yahweh is perfect, converting the soul. Converting the soul. Your soul undergoes a conversion process just like this larva. The physical reveals what? The spiritual. The spiritual. It's pretty. It's beautiful. Work with that butterfly sometimes. It's showing you all kinds of stuff. Now we got to go back to where we were in John 10. Oh. Okay. Read. And he calleth his own sheep by name. He calls his sheep by name. And leadeth them out. And leads them. What's the name, Lionel? Joshua. Joshua. Read. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him. He goes before, and they follow him, just like in Exodus. He led them. It says in Corinthians, they followed that rock that led them. And that rock was who? Yahshua. Read. Uh, He goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. They know his voice. Read. And a stranger they will not follow. They will not follow the stranger. Read. But will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. This parable spake Yahshua unto them, but they understood not what things they were which he spoke. I think I need to go down to either verse 10 or verse 17. The thief cometh not. Uh, 17 is, therefore doth my father love me. Go ahead. Okay. 17. Therefore doth my father love me, because I lay down my life, that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. That's not what I'm... Okay. 10. 10. Verse 10. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. That they may have it more abundantly, read. I am the good shepherd. I'm the good shepherd. I'm the fulfillment of all these good shepherds. And the fish, the, the flock are men and women and they hear my voice. They hear my voice with their very soul. Let me get quick. Romans 8. We'll start reading in one. And you, when you have a chance, read that 34th chapter of Ezekiel. He's talking about bad shepherds. There's bad shepherds. That's the other side of the coin. And there's the good shepherd. Do you understand? There's two mysteries in operation. Read. Romans 8.1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them. There is therefore now. What's the date in your book? 60 AD. 60 AD. How many years has the new covenant been in effect? 30 or so. Right? 
So it's after the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And you read the seventh chapter, Paul's talking about the things I wanted to do, I couldn't do. The things I knew were wrong, that's what I did. He's going back and forth about what it was like to have a carnal mind. And in the beginning of the eighth chapter, he says, but now, what now? Since Pentecost, since the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, in men, in you, those of you who have it in you, about this. Absorb that. Read. Now, no condemnation to them which are in Yahshua the Messiah. Read. Who walk after the, not after the flesh, but after the spirit. After the spirit. Read. For the law of the spirit of life. For the law the of the spirit of life has made me the law. The law, remember? The law of Yahweh converting the soul, the law of the spirit of life, the law of the spirit of life, read, has made me free from the law of sin and death. The law of the spirit of life, what? In Yahshua. In Yahshua. In Yahshua has made you free made you free from what? From whatever nonsense you were into. And from the condemnation that went along with it. Have made you free. This is such a, this is a mind blower. This is a conversion. This is the beginning of the conversion of your soul. And with that, there's just so much. I want to thank you for the opportunity. I would hope that someone in here was edified, that the body was edified, that the flock was fed. And uh, uh, the, the praise goes to Yahshua the Messiah. Thank you very much. thankful that they came out this afternoon. That concludes our lecture. We all stand for the doxology. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise Elohim, our Savior, through Yahshua the Messiah, our Sovereign, belong glory, majesty, dominion, and power both before all time and now and ever, let us all say. Amen.